0: Disability talks with Shane, talking all things disability.
1: I'd like to welcome and introduce Harry Slegel, who volunteers with the disability group. A group is called Echuca Discovery All Abilities. He is based at the Swan Hill plant. Welcome to the podcast, Harry.
0: Ah, thank you, Shane. Uh, it's a Pleasure being here, actually, and especially when I think back to. Um, I've grown a lot older, you've grown a lot older, and um, I was teaching you years ago back down in Melbourne, so it's nice, actually, to be able to um, catch up by this podcast.
1: Would you like to chat a bit about your background?
0: Okay, so my background, I I actually did, um, before I became a primary school teacher, I did lots of um, other things, so... But my, my mid thirties, I decided um, I really wanted to become a primary school teacher. So off to uni I went, and um, and became a primary school teacher. I, once once I graduated, I was able to go out and start teaching. And I found while I was doing uh, some of my teaching rounds, um, the bit that um, I got lots of pleasure out of um, was watching. Obviously, the students grow and, um, and grab the concept of um, different concepts, you know, um, and the abilities just in, in their growth, I suppose, in that sense. And also a bit of a special interest in those kids that um, were struggling a little bit. Uh, some of those that might, might have had uh, different disabilities, whether it be um, physical or social disabilities. And um sort of from there, went to there. And then once I um, retired, so I retired early from teaching and I moved up to Swan Hill. Up here in Swan Hill, um, for 12 months or so, I really didn't know anyone up here. And I just um, spent that time renovating my place. And then um, I started joining a a few other volunteer groups around, community groups around the area. And then um, basically from there that led from one thing to another to um, get involved with the disability group.
1: And another add to that, you've also been a DJ as well.
0: Ah, yes, yes, so I I do some DJing work as well. when I was in Melbourne, I was charging for it. And <laughs> um, up here, all the um, DJing work that I've been doing is all voluntary, so I also um, supply all my sound equipment to uh, various functions that we have up here in the little town. I'm actually about 30 kilometres out of Swan Hill in a very small town called Ni West. Population is uh, supposed to be about 400, 450, and... Um, So with the equipment, I supply that. For instance, we have our Australia Day award here, so I supply the equipment for that. And the girl guides here have had discos and the local footy club, um, and they've had you know women's days and and things like that, where again I supply the gear and a bit of music. And um, yes, i put myself really quite embedded into the community here.
1: How and when did you you get in into volunteering with the group? Oh, good. It,
0: it's a good question. I was about to run into that and, and just mention how I got involved with them. What happened was um, so I've got some parrots that I take out and about, and um, so I harness them up and take them out with me to various you know, markets and whatever else. I also take them to... Uh, some of the old um, the aged care facilities up here, and then some of the kindergartens, preschools. Um, and so, quite often I'll, I'll have a parrot with me if I run into town in Swan Hill, um, just to you know, do a couple of things. And so, I used to bump into this particular um, disability group in Swan Hill, and I'd always chat and have a, you know, stop and have a chat with them, and they hold my parrot and you know, get your photos and so forth. And then uh, what happened was that the person that um, was managing that group, she um, asked me if I'd be interested in volunteering with them because she said you know, that i get on quite well with the group and I've got a good manner with, with them and so forth. And the one thing led to another. So I then started volunteering and... About once, once a week. And yeah, that's basically how that happened. But then, then what also happened, um, so with that group, did lots, lots of activities, but the particular activity I was going to was once a week they were doing a bit of handcraft things. And then the manager of that group, um, she was leaving and, and starting up and, her own group, but under the um, Echuca Discoveries umbrella. And she asked me if I'd be interested in coming across. And, of course, some of the clients came across with her as well. And so from there, I went along and started volunteering a lot more. Um, And it's absolutely wonderful to, to volunteer with them, actually. A good bit of fun. It just reminds me back of my... Teaching days where you can have a bit of fun with them, you know, it's very enjoyable. So, yes, yeah, so that, that's sort of how I got into volunteering with them.
1: Why did you volunteer with that group?
0: Um, uh, so I volunteer with the group because I love watching all those steps and achievements that they make. For instance. Uh, you know, some of the new skills that they gain. One of the things I do with them is, um, horse riding and just to watch their confidence grow over the weeks. Um, from at first, oh, you know, I'm not sure I really want to get on that horse. And, you know, you sort of coax them with there. And, and because I've got a good rapport with, um, the clients, and sometimes those clients request, well, to give you an example with the horse riding for instance one of the clients she didn't want to go and I said to her well I'll tell you what what if I walk the horse and I'll help you get up onto it so we normally have someone that leads the horse and then someone that walks beside the horse and um, basically as a just as a catcher or just to keep an eye and make sure everything's right so she was quite happy with that and then um Yes, I was able to lead the horse with her on there and, um, and then just over the weeks, you know, the following week when it went, it was no longer, oh, you know, I'll have to, do this. she did still want me to be there with her, either leading or being the person walking beside the horse. It's just watching those, um, little skills, the confidence that, um, that I get to see in them. It just, for me, it, it just makes me feel really good. And I know they obviously feel good because the other thing is that it's really good for my mental health as well. Now, for, um, I live with depression, so it can be quite a struggle for me at times to get out of bed. Um, you know, depression is not a really nice thing to live with, actually. And what I find is just by socialising with the group, Seeing these things, uh, the skills that they develop, as I said, it makes me feel really good, which um, in turn makes my head basically feel good. Uh, it's good for my mental health as well. So, so
1: you yeah. hear about you having depression. What yeah. what sort of activities do they do?
0: Okay, so um, and some of the things I've been with them, um, we went on a camping, well, ca- camping as in you know, some of them were in tents, but um, it was a big open cabin with a fire inside there. So we went camping and for a weekend. And um, while we we're out there, you know, they played games, had a bit of archery, a bit of bushwalking, a bit of canoeing. And so I did that. Then obviously the horse riding, as I explained, we do that. They also um, then have an exercise group. Um, on Monday, they tend to go um, to the leisure centre up in Swan Hill, and some of them will go in for a swim, and some of them will do a bit of exercise there. and As I say, also the swimming. We also have a performing arts program, and what they do there, they do their singing and dancing, and they have a performance coming up in actually next month. Hopefully, COVID restrictions will allow us to um, go to the town hall to put that on. Um, so, you say that the performing arts, as I said, we have other excursions. For instance, we went um, just um, down the Kahuna, which is Probably, oh, I don't know what it'd be, 100, 120k from Swan Hill. And um, went on a river cruise down there. And um, we also go shopping, you know, we'll take some of them shopping and some to um, actually take them so they can pay their bills and so forth. And um, we do a regular bowling um, in the Next town from Swanhill, which is Kerrang, they've got bowling alley down there. So we're going bowling there on the Wednesday and the Thursday night. And, and then actually take them out to other sorts of entertainment. We did spend, um, I spent about a week up in Mildura, or probably I'm trying to think when it would have been maybe three months ago. Um, and we stayed um, in a resort up there. And again, on, in that resort, they had lots of activities, but some of the things we did going out was went on a river cruise, a dinner, dinner or nighttime one, a river cruise. And again, did some bowling and lots of other activities there as well. So these, these sort of the activities that they do and, and some of them actually um, also have, besides the performing arts group, There's another little group that um, just go and do dance moves with one of the dance studios here in Swanville. And so I go along to that and be a bit silly with them. (laughs) So, yes, it's a good bit of fun for me too.
1: That would be a bit of fun for you. What type of things and activities do you help with?
0: Okay, so I I help them, them, for instance, as I say, I'll I'll take some out to um, pay bills, for instance, and so they can get some real-life experiences in that way and take them shopping. And a lot of times it's just more of a supervisory role and and just making sure that, you know, they don't understand the value of the money, you know, and they might get something for, you know, Fifty cents, and I'll give them a fifty-dollar note, you know, and and go to walk away, and thinking, you know, so it's just those sorts of things. Um, and then with the horses, as I said, I'll i either be lead the horse, or I'll be a spotter, which is a person that then walks beside the horse. I've also helped them uh, to fill out forms, for instance, when we go on excursions um, or the camping and that, um, and some of them. I'm um, often sit down and I'll ask them the questions and the, to fill out the form. I mean, they've just had to take the form home and get um, the um, caregiver or parent to sign it. Um, and there's also been times where when we have finished an activity and I might take one of their buses and go and drop some of the clients off. Of times I've just um, taken my van because I've only had one to drop off, and I drop them off, and then I can continue on home afterwards. Um, other times, bowling for instance, I've had to go and pick up a couple of clients um, to take me out to bowling um, in, in one of these little mini buses. So, yeah, so these are the sorts of things and activities that I do or help with.
1: And add, to add with that, what about your, how do you use your bird in stuff like that when you take it with you?
0: Okay, now sometimes I um, oh, will take the birds along with me. For instance, uh, one stage there, and we haven't done it now because of winter as well and also COVID now, but um, we were going out to a, a farm and we're having barbecues out there and Pick the foot in, play a few games, Not I take one of the parrots with me because some of the clients they just um, absolutely love the parrot and he's really good with them as well. And so, do that. And the other thing is, a couple of times too, so a couple of the clients uh, we've taken along to either aged care or a preschool and got them to actually have a, a chat. And introduced the parrot, and the thing that I love about that side of things. And we've also taken actually to actually right, so I got birthday parties. Now. We've a few times on a Saturday we've taken to younger kids' birthday parties, and and what I find in particular, one of the he's very shy and just stands back, very quiet. But with the parrot on his shoulder, he's just a Different person. What I find amazing is that, you know, then people will come up and ask him about the parrot. I'll be nearby to help him if he can't answer a question. Um, But yeah, he he certainly opens up and he's great then. He'll communicate with people. Um, and, And so the bird makes actually, or the parrot makes a huge difference to I think not only his well-being, but certainly with him coming out a bit more and um, bit more confident amongst people.
1: What is your favourite part of volunteering with them?
0: Oh, my favourite part's got to be seeing the joy, the joy and the smiles on their faces, um, and especially uh, once they've achieved the goal... Um, you know, as I say, even just like, to give you again, with the example with the horse, with that uh, particular client, when she got on there and it, when she got off at the end, oh, she was beaming, you know, just um, just smile from face to face, and it was like, yes, you know, she could do it. And it's funny, you know, watching them. I celebrate, <laughs> I get so excited <laughs> with them, you know, and, and it's the same when we go bowling, for instance. So I don't bowl. It's just the client's bowl. We're there to supervise and make sure everything's fine. And and it's just, I get so loud and so excited when they either get a spare or a strike, you know. And they get really excited, but I think I'm just as bad. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it, it actually makes a really good spectator sport for me. So I love Um, that side of it and the other thing of course I love being able to help them to achieve their goals
1: you have an interesting story to tell to tell before we finish would you like to tell me about it
0: oh I certainly will Um, this goes back a bit to my um, teaching days and so as I said, I used to have um, quite a few different um, students in there with you know, various disabilities or behavioural issues or whatever. So it was the sort of thing that I really enjoyed um, working with the, um, those sorts of students. And, uh, and one particular student that I had for a number of years, when I first got him into a classroom, so he was a hearing impaired student. And what happened was... Um, I got introduced to using a, a transmitter that I'd have on me with a microphone and the student had a receiver which then um, he carried around and it plugged into his earphone, into his hearing aid, sorry. And um, I say yes, I've got that. And they will telling me, Man, make sure when you finish it, you turn it off then. So, yes, yeah, that was fine i gone through the lesson and you know, used, used the transmitter and the student had the receiver and um, the recess or playtime came along and yep, I dismissed them all and out they went to have their play lunch and, and play and whatever and out I wandered from the uh, classroom and uh, of course been in the classroom for a couple of hours in the morning like most of us. Well, it's the first thing we do, we go down to the toilet. So here I am, rushing down to the toilet and um, did what I had to and then went to the staff room and so Then at the end of recess, I've come back to the classroom and a um, the, the little fella he came up to me and said, Mr. Um, S you had yours on the whole time, and I heard what you were doing in the toilet. <laughs> and I wonder if you know who that person was, Shane. Not me. Oh, not you. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> so, yes, it's um, um, I have lots of pleasant memories. Uh, and, look, on the final note, I, I would certainly I'd love to encourage people to volunteer with um, any uh, disability group because you'll actually see life from different perspectives. And what you'll also see that, you know, how little whinges and complaints that, that we have are nothing, because when you work with the disability group, they don't complain, they don't whinge. They're real fighters. That's the bit that I love, the, the fighting spirit there. Nothing's too much for them. And, you now have we've, we've got a couple here that do some sailing and um, they have special boats that they'll go out and sail in. And just just the different things, whereas some of us more able-bodied, oh, no, we're not doing that well. You need to get out there, enjoy it, become part of the group to help them along to achieve their goals. And as I say, it's very, very rewarding.
1: And my last as- bit I want to add to this, what happens if people want to join... Your crew up in Swine Hill,
0: if someone wanted to come along and, um to join so with some of the staff uh obviously now I'm a volunteer, and now um, the person um, the manager of the group a <laughs> number of times she's asked me to oh come on we want you we want to employ, but I don't want to because i I volunteer with lots of other things and um I don't want to give up anything else that I do. And I don't do this for the money anyway. I do it because I love what I do. And as I say, it's also good for my mental health as well as for the client. But anyone that would like to uh, come along, volunteer, and for instance, come see me and I'll introduce them to our manager, which is Joe and then um, sort of take it from there. But what they would need to do is they need to have a police check, um, which is the same, what I've had to do, and also um, I've got a working with children um, check as well. Mind you, our clients, um, they're all over 18, so they're not children, but occasionally school holidays, we will have some younger ones with it. So, yes, it's easy enough, and... Anyone's welcome to come along. Yeah, it's just you've got to have the right manner. You've got to um, enjoy being one of the group, which is how I feel. I certainly feel like I'm part of the group, and um, it, as I say, extremely rewarding.
1: Is that the same as if participants want to come along, or is that totally separate?
0: Um, Participants, well, it's interesting because I have got her, um, some of the clients, and what happens though, so with the clients, for instance, um, I've gone and, and seen, seen them because I've known them right before joining up with the group and was a volunteer, and knowing that they had a, an MDIS package, but you know lots of things that can't do because they just can't find the services, especially out here in the country and the bush. And um, so I've gone and I had a chat to them and said, Look, you know, I can put you in touch with the discoveries group. Um, do you mind me passing on your details to Joe? And I'll have a chat to Joe about it. And, um, and then she'll get in contact with the client. And, and as I said, in that way, we've now um, had a few clients join up. In that way, so yeah, so it's easy enough, um, and I think pretty much all the clients have an NDIS package.
1: Oh, one quick thing I'd like to chat with you again after they do their um, their um, their um, show, if it if it could, so we can just see how that that goes.
0: Yes, after, after the um, performance yes. up here at the Town Hall. Yeah, as I say, it may have to be put up, off um, because of COVID. Um, oh, I'm actually, I'm sure it's going to be put off because it was early in September and I think our lockdown is supposed to finish about the 2nd of September. I there can't is. see that. Yeah, I can't see that happening. No, I think it'll be extended, which means definitely that... Um, that will be um, postponed, so I'm not quite sure when it'll come up. But certainly, yeah, I'd love to have another chat with you about it
1: then. Thank you. Have a nice afternoon. Thanks for being on my podcast.
0: Uh, it's a pleasure, Shane. You enjoy the rest of the day.
1: I was talking with Harry Stegall, a mate of mine from Swan Hill. Thanks for listening. Listening to this really talk. by Shane. Bye for now. Ciao.
0: That was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane.
1: For more episodes,
0: check us out on Spotify or check us alike on socials.